Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Zira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. No, you get okay. two words. Yeah, oh, that's true. You don't get an extra word. We have discussed this, and I have stopped you before. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep going, or do you want to do it again? Cut it. When I'm... you edit this, just cut the y'all. Last week, the party found out that the world below the northern island was being invaded by Semyaza's devils, and the entire area was being evacuated. In order to assist in the evacuation, our adventurers were given probationary access to the Enclave's strongholds. At the end of a long subterranean tunnel, they met another warforged who invited them to step onto a strange metal plate that would take them even deeper underground. What will the party find at the end of this journey? Will they be able to facilitate and secure the evacuation of the Northern Island? And whether they do or not, will they be allowed to stay underground once it's done? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Ooh, that was a mission this Hello. week. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That was rough. Oh, uh, how wow. we doing? How's everybody doing? How are we all I, doing? Well, just I think we're okay. Yeah, holding up. Something about D and D. What? No, I said D and D. Just D and D. Oh, dandy. Oh, I heard D&D. just D and D, and I was like, you. well, yes, it's an important part of our daily existence, always, but now um, in particular. Welcome to season yes. six, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome to season, season six. six. Two but- weeks early, we are happy to be able to continue providing you all with aural entertainment. That's a terrible thing to say. Um, I think we yep. should anyway. clarify when we're recording this, because we always record oh. on wonky time, that this That's is our first recording post-coronavirus really getting big like lockdown yeah yeah post 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 intense social distancing yes mm-hmm. yeah, which i think is silly because we're it. being social it's physical distancing that we're working on that's i say correct. that literally every time i go live on my twitch channel exactly <laughs> what my therapist talked to me about earlier this week <laughs> <laughs> it's not social distancing it's physical distancing <laughs> feels like we're talking about a therapist is this an episode of my favorite murder what's happening no it's not it's not it's also I not seek know. treatment it's none of those things this is i feel like this is the last refuge of D podcast and i think we should get to it maybe well first wow, i just want to say like bonus episode content like we should all we should do a my favorite last refuge murder and you all have to write <gasps> stories oh about murders on tlr oh my god from okay, history first that of we all, then relate to each other have you written this down um, Does, somebody can I tell it's, it's, it's real life now, murder so. stories and just put them into the Last Refuge world? I think I think the answer is yes, and okay. like bonus points to the listeners that like catch it right and know like when we do that and which ones they actually are. I mean, yes. but also like you don't have to. Yes. I mean, if there's a point system involved, I am in. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> TLR favorite TLR's favorite murder where the games are made up and the points, and the points don't, matter. don't matter but man is it fun <laughs> I love it I love it okay so maybe we should do this let's think about this we, we, have, we have a lot of time on our hands it's true so it's true uh, well okay well some of us some of us have more than others <laughs> Some of us don't have small children to take care of. And and their job is literally harder than it was. <laughs> yes. That is that is true. Bless. <laughs> you are in our thoughts. Sorry. Oh. All right. Anything else we should we should discuss? You know what I should do? 
You're the I one should pull up my notes right to now. find out what the hell happens in season six. Oh, uh, if you want to just yeah. forward those over to us. Oh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. One day, I, you, one day, you all are going to get an email with a link that says, "Like you've been invited to like to share in the documents of podcast campaign from me." And all of this wealth of information is going to be there at your fingertips. Oh, that's then... going to be so frustrating. <laughs> um, I'm limiting my screen time. So if you could actually write that down on a letter and then get that to me via snail mail, that would be great. I'm limiting my screen time. So Can we play Dungeons Amazing. and Dragons, please? We really should before I say something I, I will regret. I've been saying that for three minutes now. So... And now you're claiming to be the one. No. At first, <clears throat> at first the intro and now this. I'm, uh, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm probably going to cut out that portion where you said, can we play just to make you sound silly yeah you should you you can you can do that if you would like i know in my heart that i am the one who wanted to play and that's all i need and that's what matters right in an audio Mm. medium that we share with the public all that matters is what you think moving (laughs) inside your head to be fair you did cut out cheeky's ho 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 story so just i know i did I know I did. That should be released as bonus bad about content. That. I would have to go back and find it, but I probably could find it somewhere. <laughs> All right. We, we should what start. about a bonus episode that's only the stuff you cut out? <laughs> so lots of silence. Absolutely lots of weird If stories. there was an easier way to like compile that, that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, but once it once I cut it from the episodes, it's just sort of like, I don't, I don't, anyway. So I like that idea if it wasn't so difficult nonsense. to actually accomplish. <laughs> It was so mostly a joke, like 90% also, a joke. <laughs> I mean, it would be a 90% silent episode, or like us <laughs> coughing, but... And just a bunch of things right. that Bazdira says. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I do not cut, mostly I do not cut substance from any of you all. Just ums and coughs it's, and occasionally... Bria coming out and wanting to play. That's all <laughs> right. it is. All right. Well, we're about to hit eight minutes since we started. So should so, we? I mean, it'll be shorter than that with cuts, but. Yeah. We're there. Moving on. All right. I wonder M- whose fault that is. <laughs> Probably yours. So you all have arrived at the end of this tunnel into, uh, that you've been traveling in for a while, into a sort of larger cavern. It's not very, it's not huge, but like a larger cavern than you've been in. This tunnel's mostly been like, you know, about 10 feet wide, 10 feet tall, and you've been sort of walking down that for a very long time. Uh, but it opens up into this cavern, and in the center of the cavern is this metal plate. On the plate on the f- uh, that's on the floor is another Warforged, uh, and she uh, told you all to to get on uh, so that she can take you down. Let's just do it. Get on. Okay. All right. So on you get, uh, and she uh, presses, she's got something in her lap, uh, a little little stone tablet in her lap, uh, and she presses it, and a glyph appears on the tablet, and the plate that you're on begins to shake ever so slightly, and then it begins to descend into the ground. And down you go. And she doesn't say anything, but you all are descending for for some time. Uh, what are you all doing on this? Now, also, this is a this is a new experience, because I don't think any of you have Tensor's floating disc, so you've never been on a No, but I did just moves. read about this. <laughs> about Tensor's floating yes. disc? Oh, yeah. Bria didn't realize that she was uh, supposed to be taking some new spells as she leveled, so she added two spells to her spell list uh, at this, uh, for the beginning of season six. It's all very exciting. Anyway, so uh, the metal is descending. Are you all doing anything? Are you just going to wait quietly and respectfully? I'm uh-huh. awaiting very quietly. Mm-hmm. I I feel like Bistira would do it, like there that. There it is. 
that thing like you do in like elevators where like you clasp your hands behind your back and kind of rock back and forth yeah. whistling like doo, 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 doo. I definitely I feel like this is the awkward elevator ride. Y'all, yeah. I was so sure she was going to say, I'm going to do that thing in the elevators where you cross your hands in front of you and then you fart. Uh, <laughs> oh my she's a little, she's a, only a tiny bit more tact than that. I, I feel like some <laughs> nice uh, jazzy elevator music is appropriate for this portion. Do, oh do, God, do, do, do it. You can wait, do it. Does, does, um, are you able to do that with uh, thaumaturgy? Like, so it doesn't seem like it's coming from you. It just plays. Why not? DM? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Super, supernatural elevator music is now a part of my thaumaturgy. Sure. Why not? Everyone is entirely too pleased with themselves. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the song that you hear the whole music for Amazon that's supposed to be like the most relaxing music. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, something like that. And and you just see Flick like kind of nodding his head. (laughs) It's the music Um, that plays in his head always. Okay, wait. I need to. I need to see something. Biz is whistling around. Oh, so after a minute of you nodding along to your own song, Flick, you see her head start to sort of ever so slightly yes, nod along with cool. it. I knew she was cool. I knew she was cool. Yes, I knew um, she oh, could. Hang. But then she catches you catching her, and she stops immediately. Uh, no, okay. Well, we're gonna get over that real quick. How long is this elevator ride gonna be? It's it's pretty long. It's been several minutes, and you know what elevator ri- elevator rides are like, like right? It's like when you're waiting for something, everything feels longer. So it's been probably like two minutes, mm-hmm. which is two whole eternities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still not saying a word. Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh God. It continues. It ends up being a five-minute ride. <laughs> Bria just like had a physical reaction to that, and it was amazing. Uh-huh. Five minutes enough. Uh, I feel like I feel like Flick would like. Well, would he break the silence? I don't know. I don't know. Well, he might break the silence when the elevator starts to plummet down. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think eventually he would lean over and just say. Lovely weather we're having, isn't it? Oh my god! <laughs> and that's when we get to our destination. She's like, "No." Yes, and that's she like, presses a button, and, and that's when the elevator starts to plummet. Yeah, <laughs> She's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Oh man! All right, so uh, that is what happens. So you eventually get. Uh, so she speeds things up, and you all get to the bottom, uh, and you essentially come out of the ceiling in another much smaller, still round chamber. Uh, and as the plate uh, goes to the ground in this chamber, uh, you can see that on one end there is obviously sort of a, an opening uh, and a door that is closing it. Now this is the first time since you've been underground. This time with Mox, and Mox is still with you. Uh, everything else was. Clear clearly, like, uh, hewn out of the rock, the tunnel, and that chamber that you were in before were obviously dug out uh, by, you know, conscious effort, but it was still all just, like, plain stone. Like, they basically just dug stuff out, made sure that the ceiling wasn't going to collapse, and that was about it. But now, you are in air, you are in a chamber that is obviously, they spent some more time on it. It's got worked stone walls. It's not particularly decorated. There aren't, like, you know, designs or wallpaper or whatever, but there are definitely, like, fitted stone blocks in the walls the the door frame and the door itself are heavy stone and look to be high quality. So you've you've gotten somewhere that is clearly a, a little more 
a little more important. And so as the as the plate begins to descend in this room, it's a pretty tall room, uh, and it does slow down a little bit so that you all don't crash into the ground. Um, and as it descends, uh, the, the Warforged that you met in that room finally does begin to speak, uh, only to say, I will escort you directly to the travel gate. You will be taken to the Northern Island, where you will meet Talanis. Talanis is a capable ranger, second in command on the Northern Island. He will explain everything there uh, in more detail, but you and Talanis will be assisting in securing the evacuation tunnels so that the entire population of the Northern Island can be relocated. Once the evacuation is complete, Talanis has been given means to prevent anyone from following through the travel gates. Yes, you will all be able to pass through the travel gates before Talanis employs this particular um, method. No, Bazira is not her hand. <laughs> so at that point, the plate has hit the ground, uh, and and this warforged begins to move off the plate, and then sees Bizdira's raised hand. And sort of size, which is interesting because Warforged and air and not entirely necessary. But anyway, <sighs> yes. I'm just curious what, what is exactly a travel gate is? She just sort of looks at you and then begins to leave the chamber. Okay. Um, can Good we talk. pause real quick? Sure. For math. Um, oh. So I did a little bit of math here. And oh it was five minutes long, so that's, um, if we're doing 60 seconds. Wait, I might have done this math wrong. I was trying to find out how deep we were going, so I was trying to figure out how many rounds it would be, and then if we were moving at 30, which is like our average travel speed, then like how deep into the ground we were going. It would be 1,500 feet down. Okay, I was pretty close. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is that right? 300? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If you were moving at 30, it would be about 1,500 feet down. Okay. Is okay. it getting hotter? Yeah. <laughs> Are we close to the core of the Where planet? is the lava? No. No lava. I could do lava. You want to go back to Gar's area? No, no. no. <laughs> okay. Suddenly, we're all transported. Remember, there's a dragon in there now. <laughs> so she sweeps out of the chamber uh, and uh, hopes that you all are following. Mox sort of makes sure that you all are following. Mox has also been very quiet this whole time. Uh, and and actually, let me have the three of you who are not Bizdira make uh, wisdom perception checks real quick. Why not me? You'll see. Uh, you can make it with disadvantage, Bizdira. Uh, Flick, what'd you get? I got a 23. Bria? 13. Kit? 22. And Bizdira? 6. Okay. So, Kit and Flick, you both, when Bizdira asks that question, you see Mox's eyes, like, glow slightly brighter, and his hand just sort of go up to his forehead mm-hmm. ever so slightly, and then come back down uh, into into his lap. Uh, so, he makes sure that you all are following this woman, uh, and she leads you out of this chamber through the doors, which open as she approaches them. Uh, the stone door just sort of swings open uh, out into the corridor beyond. And beyond is, in fact, a, a worked stone corridor, a very similar sort of design aesthetic, if you will, to the room that you've just come down in. Uh, and she leads you she leads you out the door and into the tunnels. And she leads you through various tunnels, taking turns here and there, occasionally uh, through a door. You don't see a ton of people along the way. You probably pass, uh, I don't know, maybe about half a dozen other individuals uh, as you as you are going through here. Um, and they all sort of, uh, they all look 
A, very busy, and B, a little startled to see you, but they're obviously much more focused on whatever it is they're working on, and they see you've got a couple of people that they recognize with them, so they go about their business. But it's mostly more Warforged. You do uh, happen to cross paths uh, very briefly uh, with a dwarf and a couple of gnomes, so there are there are non-Warforged down in these tunnels, but... Uh, yeah, so that's what you see, and but this this Warforged, and I keep not using her name because no one asked, which is fine. No, it's didn't, not like I was he, actually prepared we were, with a name. Yeah, we were told her name before. Didn't Flick ask at the end of last episode who we were going to be talking to, and Mox said the answer? What was the answer? And then we'll know if I told you or not. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up. <laughs> I don't remember a name, to be honest. <laughs> it would be great if I had told you, because then I could just say her name, but Everyone I'm going to be stubborn about it. Here. Quick uh, oh my god, we're actually listening to the episode. You've done this before. She has to say. Oh, this is when Kit gets mad. Oh god, that part. <laughs> Were they giant purple worms? <laughs> no. Oh, I love it so much. Um, do y'all have any other questions for uh, Mox and the situation? No. No, I just kind of want to hear what she has to say. Yeah, yeah. Further back. Yeah. He no, I don't think you asked. We're not doing this says, any longer. I don't, I don't you didn't ask. I'm going to go back and you find it. Ask. He definitely says, who are we going to be talking to? And I'm pretty I, sure there's a name. I, I said I would like to be briefed as to who we're about to talk to, and I don't think he included a name. Okay. Anyway, so you are eventually led uh, down a hallway that ends in a uh, circular doorway, uh, which is unusual because the rest of them have been either square or arched, as you would expect. But this one's a large circular doorway, uh, and... I don't know if this surprises you or not, but engraved into this circular doorway is that symbol that you have come to to expect on Arcania all over the world. Uh, the central circle, the four smaller circles at the compass points connected by crossing lines. Uh, and it is there in the center of this doorway. This doorway, uh, as you approach it, uh, it, it peels apart into four quadrants, uh, and each of those quadrants uh, gets sort of pulled back into the wall. So it's almost like a a four-piece sort of iris opening up. Uh, And beyond, you see an empty stone room, and at the far side of the stone room is uh, a large stone ring uh, sitting sort of up on a pedestal, and the ring has all sorts of sigils uh, written into the face of it, going all the way around. Um, I will admit, because it's going to make it a little easier to to, to visualize if you are familiar with Stargate. It looks a lot like the Stargate. I, I'm going <laughs> to tell you that now. Uh, only without the little, without those weird little like things that like point to the sigils and ka-chunk when you want to use it. It doesn't have those. It's just the ring. Um, so you are led in there and once you're all inside the door, Iris is shut behind you. And uh, Rin immediately goes over to the stone ring, uh, and her chair uh, begins to... You hear some sounds coming from the bottom of it, and it begins to hover and raise off of the ground. And and uh, this Warforged, whose name I just said, her name is Rin. Uh, Rin begins to guide her chair around this oh very large, probably 15-foot-tall stone ring uh, to different various sigils around the ring, and she touches them and 
I, you can make checks, I guess, if you want to try and make sense of it. But it's she's doing it pretty quick, and you don't immediately recognize any of those symbols. What are you all doing, if anything, while you wait for her to complete this process? Can I turn to Mox and say, what was the guy's name again that we're meeting? It's Talanis. Uh, Mox. Talanis? <laughs> Mox whispers, actually, it's Talanis, but yes, that's close enough. Talanis. <laughs> It's got four oh, A's. It does not have four <laughs> A's. Oh, I should also say Talanis is named uh, for a character from one of our honorary party member patrons, Matthew Allen. Uh, I am very excited to finally get to introduce Talanis into the game. Uh, thanks, Matthew, for your support and for uh, letting us uh, sort of tweak your actual PC that you play in games uh, to fit our needs here. Anyway. Yay, cool. Uh, so eventually... Uh, oh, anything else? Uh, that's, that's all for Mysterious. Okay, great. So eventually Rin finishes up uh, with the sigils, and uh, the whole ring begins to glow a sort of soft aqua color. Uh, And eventually you can see that the, the sigils that she touched have all lit up. And little bolts of of greenish aqua lightning begin to fire from each of the lit up sigils and sort of hit something in the very center of the ring uh, that you I'm not sure what's stopping them but you see these little lightning bolts that arc just to the very center of the circle and once all of the activated sigils have done that uh, there's this sort of little ball of lightning at the center of the ring and the ball begins to expand to encompass the entire ring and you can see beyond it another chamber that looks very much like uh, this one on the other side Uh, but waiting for you on the other side is yet another individual who uh, sees the this gate activating and sort of nods, satisfied uh, that you all are there. Uh, it is an elf that you see on the other side of that gate, by the way. Cool. Uh, Mox sort of turns to you all and says, well, um, please be careful. Um, please. And he definitely is not looking directly at Bizdira when he says this next thing, but like, mm, uh, please just, just, just do what you're there to do. N- nothing else. Just... Just do that, and then come back, and then we'll figure out what to do uh, from from there. Yeah? Bastyr's gonna give him a hug. Oh, Yeah, he likes that. He'll return the hug. <laughs> like you couldn't like... see me, but I just, like, reached up from my, from my seat <laughs> to hug you, because that's what he would have to do. <laughs> oh, no, she would absolutely, like, crouch down and Oh, okay. Hug. That's fun, too. I like that. She's not gonna be a dick about it, you know? Like, <laughs> well, oh. like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna All give right. him a little fist bump. Okay, yeah, he's into that. Yeah, you know, I love Mox. Okay, I'm gonna. We're living, I'm gonna go. we're living out our real world fantasies right now, being able to. I'm being able people. to touch other people <laughs> yes. and creatures. We can touch people virtually. <laughs> yeah. All right, Flick is um, looking to his um, compadres, and I'm gonna say, "Let's go." Uh, I'm gonna okay. wave to Mox. See you later. He waves. Bye. See you soon. Please be careful. Please be careful. See you soon. I'll give no him a hug promises. too on our way out. <laughs> okay. And so you all step up onto the platform and there is this crackling lightning portal in front of you. And you step through, question mark? Bizdeer is gonna, um, she's gonna take a step back and like dive through. <laughs> okay. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so you all step through and every single hair on your body just stands rigid, right upright when you cross through this thing. It's like your skin is sort of tight for the moment that you're passing through. It's 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 not comfortable, I won't lie to you. You actually um, made my physical hair. body do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. Uh, so you get that sort of Wait, tight Wait, does the- something. Oh, it just oh. looks absolutely insane. It's already so curly, and then you add the electric current. It just, it's its crazy. Oh, <laughs> I my goodness. I this. think I love this new do. <laughs> uh, or at least what I'm envisioning in my head, I'm in I mean, love with. I'm going to need some fan art to decide yeah. if it's a permanent <laughs> choice. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> absolutely. When you when you go get your hair did, you just go through a, uh, an electricity portal. Um, <laughs> I love it. So you all get to the other side. It's it's pretty brief, but like it's so unpleasant that like you definitely remember it. So you get to the other side, and what you step into uh, is, I guess, as I said, a room just like the one uh, that you passed out of. Talanis is in this room. The elf uh, is is here in this room. What you couldn't see from the portal that you came from, from the view that you had in that other room, is there are two other individuals uh, in this in this room. One of them is uh, standing by the door and just has, both dwarves, I should say, uh, standing by the door just has arms crossed uh, and looks very put out. Uh, The other one is standing just off to the side uh, and just has mouth agape, eyes wide, arms slack by his sides, just completely flabbergasted, looking directly at the four of you. Uh, it's just like conjurer. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not, but that would have been fun. Darn it. Um, <laughs> just completely flabbergasted uh, at your, at your appearance. And before, and Talana sort of begins to walk towards you all. And before he can get more than two steps, this other dwarf uh, with this fiery red hair and a long red beard and, and these robes, uh, these sort of just beige, very nondescript robes, uh, begins just shouting. Uh, and is so angry. You've... Oh, I don't know what... Oh, God. Dare I do the yeah. typical dwarf voice that I'm terrible at? Yeah. Yes. And live your dreams, oh, whatever you want. Oh, okay. So here's my disclaimer. I'm very bad at Scottish accents, but it doesn't matter because there is no Scotland in The Last Refuge. So why would it sound exactly perfectly like a Scottish accent? So exactly. to hell with all of you who are going to make fun of my accent. Now let's see if I can actually do it. I'm so bad at this. Okay. Uh... Now, wait, what does he say? Here we go. Um, just starts yelling uh, things like, You brought them here? And uh, this will be the doom of them all. Uh, and, it, and it's. Huh? It's not bad. Yeah, it's because I've said two sentences so okay, far. Have a conversation can. with him, then we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, just yelling things like, How did they find us in the first place? They've been, with, they've been successful at hidden for centuries, and it's because of you points a finger at the four of you all uh, and sort of bounces it back and forth between Talanis and and the four of you. <laughs> I would love I would love to paint a picture very quickly of the three of my companions stepping through and Bizdira literally like flying through, tumbling and popping back up. I forgot about up. that already. I'd be like, ah, we're here. <laughs> you better roll that Amazing. acrobatics, girl. I mean, That's I have true. high acrobatics. Yeah, do it. Let's see how it goes. That's a 23. Oh, it, it is, is exactly awesome. as you described. You dive through, somersault, and land, stick the landing. Woohoo! Ta-da! Mask completely down, hair everywhere. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. 
Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be healthy if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. Be sure to stay tuned all the way to the end of this week's episode because we do get to read a new review during the outro. We do want to remind everyone about our Patreon page, but we'll keep it brief. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to check out all the things that we offer our generous and supportive patrons. We are still maintaining our Patreon at Forward program, so in addition to supporting us right now, you would also be supporting a ton of other creators. We were remiss in skipping this part last week, so we want to make sure that we do actively thank all of the amazing people who are maintaining their Patreon subscriptions with us right now. We want to thank our honorary party members, Tanya, Sirmox the Magnificent, Matthew Allen, and Shimmy Gangot, and our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. This is the last episode for this month, so we also want to thank our Shimmerscale Council members, Sabria Alston, Nat Rose, Tony A. Ellis, The Geekery, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Verpio, Kin, Jacob Vinkel, Sam Ellis, Rob Murphy, Aaron Stevens, and Thomas Charles. Thank you all so much for your continued support. Next up in the thanks list, we want to thank BattleBards for providing some of the fantastic music that you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at BattleBards.com. We also use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. Finally, on the music credits for this week, we want to thank Kevin McLeod for the elevator music that you heard earlier in this episode. If you get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use the affiliate links that you can find on our website and in the episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, now is a great time to check out their services. You have got about six days left to take advantage of the two promo codes that they've got active right now. We know right now everyone's got a little bit of extra free time and maybe working from home, which may be the perfect opportunity to listen to more podcasts. Obviously, we wouldn't hate it if y'all did a re-listen of our backlog and then live-tweeted the whole thing so that we could go on that journey with you all over again. Or I, I guess you could just start a whole new podcast. If you're going to do that, how about The Lucky Die? Haven't heard of them before? Well, they're... Well, actually, I'll just let you listen. You see, looking up from the ground, blood-red clouds boiling across the sky. You did ask me to bring the thunder. Dejan! <laughs> Dejan! Help! I've got the chalice, please! Well, if they're following you, then I guess that takes care of a loose end for me. <laughs> All of you feel the earth beneath you shake and crack and break. I feel that I have failed both of you. And I am sorry for that. This has nothing to do with you being a bad leader. Do you want a countdown? Oh, I think I want a countdown. I want to help. I always had good intentions. I do not deserve to die. Now. The Lucky Die Podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Join our adventure every Monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for The Lucky Die. 
If that sounds like something you might like to add to your podcast lineup, go check out The Lucky Die. Finally, we just want y'all to know that we are doing our best to keep busy so as to keep you, our beloved listeners, entertained right now. I'm streaming video games a lot more regularly on my Twitch channel. We're working on lots of ideas for bonus content, as you heard early in this episode. We are visiting each other's islands on Animal Crossing, all that good stuff. So if you have suggestions or ideas or requests or even just want to reach out and chat for a little while, please don't hesitate. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. We love our TLR community, and we want to be here for all of you if you need us. Okay, that is all the announcements that we've got for you at this point. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay home, and happy gaming, y'all. So, Talanis looks momentarily somewhat stymied. He's not really sure who to respond to or how to respond, uh, but the two dwarves take the decision from him as they uh, both harumph at the same time and sweep out of the room, uh, leaving leaving the five of you alone in the room. Flick is completely awestruck, and he's like, just mouth agape, like, and, and also I think everybody has a little bit of, like, electricity due, mm-hmm. so his hair is, like, up, and he's just like, oh my god. And so he'll just look to the elf and be like, hello, and, like, kind of give, like, an awkward wave. Basira will reach out her hand and be like, hey, how's it going? Bus- busy bee over here. <laughs> Uh, okay. Talanis, uh, will walk over to you and, and just sort of shake his head and, and take your hand, Bizdira, and nod at the rest of you and say, um, I do have to apologize about them. Um, obviously, they're not thrilled about everything that's happening, and, uh, well, they have decided to blame, well, you, but also me and the Enclave, which of course now they know about. Anyway, that's all problems for later. Uh, We are here for a very specific purpose. You must be the four adventurers from the surface that I've heard so much about. That's us. Guilty. Uh, Don't hmm. say guilty right now. Don't say guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) Who said guilty? You. Oh my god. He says, well, uh, then, if you'll come with me, uh, I will explain the plan along the way and get us stationed where we need to be uh, so that we can protect the evacuation, secure the evacuation. Great. Excellent. Ready. Um, so he follow he he leads you out. Uh, the tunnels here are similar but different. The tunnels on this island uh, are a little bit more. There is decoration in the stonework of these tunnels, uh, but it's very uh, sparse and specific. And so you al- you almost notice it more because it's very it's in very specific places and it's not just everywhere. Uh, and it's also all the style here is like it's kind of art decoy in our real world, right? Like very blocky, lots of angles. Uh, things like lots of lines, you know, straight lines. Um, so you see a bunch of that walking through the hallways, but otherwise this hallway is very similar to the one that you were walked through on the other island. Um, and you're taken, you know, here, there, and yon. Eventually, you are taken through another door, uh, another circular door, that leads out into a tunnel that is back to that sort of rough-hewn, dug-out look. So you're clearly outside of whatever city or stronghold or whatever you were in before. Uh, You've made it out of that and back into sort of uh, wild-ish tunnels. And he continues to walk with you, and while he walks, he explains some things to you, and he says, so we have identified a a particular 
um, crossroads that we uh, realize is going to be extremely important for the evacuation and also extremely dangerous for the evacuation. Uh, it is the central point of six different tunnels. One of them uh, is this tunnel that we are currently walking through that leads, uh, obviously, as you've seen, directly to the gate chamber, the travel chamber, where the population of this island will be evacuating through. There are two other tunnels that we'll see as we get there, sort of heading generally in this direction that are coming from more populated areas of the city. Uh, and so lots and lots of people will be passing through those tunnels in an attempt to get into this tunnel to escape. The remaining three tunnels all lead uh, in the general direction of some outposts uh, that have direct connections to the surface. Now, it is these outposts that have been infiltrated by the devils, and so we are expecting uh, our soldiers at the outposts are holding them off as best as they can, but reports are that they won't be able to hold out much longer. So, we are expecting an incursion of devils from those three tunnels. It will be our job to stop them from getting beyond the crossroads point. Whatever comes down those tunnels at us, we must stop. Additionally, there may be some individuals left in the outposts that will need to be evacuated through those tunnels. If we see any civilians that require assistance, we should do our best to assist them. That said, if it comes to allowing the tunnels to be overrun or saving a civilian, well, let's hope we aren't faced with that choice. Other than that, uh, I don't think there's much more to be said. I'll be assisting you, uh, so it will be the five of us against whatever this... Uh, these devils throw at us. As I said, do our best to protect civilians, secure the tunnels. We will get, I will receive a signal once uh, we have evacuated the entirety of the island or as close to it as we will. We will then retreat back down this tunnel through the gate and I will use this and he uh, holds up a rolled scroll to uh, ensure that no one is able to follow us through this gate and well, that will be the end of our time on this island. Uh, but that's uh, not to be dwelled upon now. We have a job to do. Questions? Do we have a sixth person to be able to split into groups of two into the three tunnels? Uh, no. Though if we, if any of the soldiers that are holding off the devils at the outposts, if any of them are able to retreat to our position, we could certainly make use of them. Uh, but... I, that is not part of the plan for them to make that retreat until the end, so we'll just have to see what happens. Is there a central location where those three meet so we could be able to see each of the exits into the central location? This is the most central of, of all of the crossroads. We could go to other areas that have one or two connected, but we would lose sight of some important tunnel by moving there. Let me also just make sure that I'm being clear about this. So imagine uh, the crossroads is like a big circular chamber, or actually more like an oval chamber, mm -hmm. and there's tunnels going off directly up and down, and then sort of at an X. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's kind of what That's I imagined sort of what anyway. it looks like. Mm -hmm. So you're coming from, if you're looking at it, you all are coming into the crossroads from the bottom tunnel, the straight up and down on the bottom. Mm -hmm. The three on the top are the ones from the outposts, yeah. and the ones bottom left and bottom right are the other main evacuation tunnels where they'll filter into the crossroads and then out through the bottom center. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So I think my main question is, are we doing one tunnel at a time? Are we splitting up? Like, what is what is the goal? What is the plan? 
Sure, that, that is definitely something that we could discuss. It is definitely an option that we all can stay in the crossroads so that we have eyes on all tunnels at all times. Mm-hmm. If we want to send individual scouts into certain tunnels for a period of time or a certain distance so that they get a, a look slightly deeper in, that's also absolutely an option. Uh, I have been told that you all are, are capable soldiers, uh, and so that's something that the five of us can certainly discuss together. We've got a bit of time. Uh, as far as I've heard, and I would get word pretty much immediately, I assume. Uh, So I've not heard that any of the outposts have yet been overrun, so we do have some time. Also, the the evacuation order is still going out to the far reaches of the city, so, you know, people will begin to flow, but but it may take some time. So so we've got a bit of time to discuss our strategy among the five of us. Well, I was going to say, well, this is kind of our open discussion now, yeah? I think... My first instinct instinct is to send one or two or more of us into the two uh, southern, I'm just going to call them southern for lack of a better term, uh, uh, paths to start evacuating people out and making sure that everyone is in fact out and filtering them uh, back into the gate. DM, so do you we have do have... Say? We do have civilian leaders who will be taking care of, of making sure that people are getting out of the city, checking to make sure that the evacuation's complete. We don't have to worry about that among the five Amazing. Of us. I love that story. So then, now, I guess just let's focus on the three outposts, maybe? Un- unsure. What does everyone else think? Well, my question is, we're not helping with the evacuation all, and we've been brought in as soldiers, essentially. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? That is not what you were initially told by Mox and Rin, but that does appear right. to be the case, yes. Right. <laughs> that, that's what I want to clarify, that what we were initially told is no longer the case. But we were also yeah, told to follow you... whatever his guidance was, so... Yeah, you were basically told before that you would be assisting with the evacuation and the security thereof. Apparently it's much more about security than about the evacuation in terms of, like, you all making sure that people are getting out. Which is fine. I just want to know what kind of strategy we're coming up with. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like now that Talanis has briefed you, it seems like it's really about holding those tunnels while everyone gets out. My question to Talanis really is, like, does one of the gates seem to be more overrun? Do we have an idea of how many devils are on each one like do would it be smarter to go one by one go down this tunnel that has the most try to kill as many as we can and close the tunnel and then go to the next one and the next one and like be able to build up our forces that way uh talana says i wouldn't be totally comfortable with all five of us leaving the crossroads to accomplish that sort of individual tunnel security um it's certainly an option we could do a version of that where we send some of us down a tunnel while the rest of us stay at the crossroads, that would be alright, but I I'm not comfortable leaving any tunnels unat- completely unattended for any length of time. Gotcha. So, um, I'm just... The other thing... Sorry, uh, no, go, uh, no, go ahead. No, you can talk. No, it I, wasn't anything important. My only concern is I feel poorly leaving all the soldiers at the front lines. And that That's, that would be the result of that, right? So right. If, if, we, if we know that there are still soldiers holding as best they can at any of those outposts by closing off a tunnel, uh, we would be leaving them behind. That would be a very calculated uh, and difficult choice, but certainly 
if we find ourselves in the situation, one that we may have to make. Okay, I am having major flashbacks to when we were protecting the Cobalt's tunnels, and I think we did an excellent job at doing that. I think we have a little bit of time right here that we can make some of those preparations for collapsing tunnels or doing some of the things that we did back then. That said, I think we may be able to use maybe thaumaturgy or something similar if we want to alert any soldiers to say, hey, you know where the trap is, get past the trap, we're going to close it down in 60 seconds or whatever it is, which 60 seconds is way too long. Um, But to give them kind of a trigger to get past the trap if we have to close one of these tunnels, if we feel like we're being overwhelmed by one of the tunnels. I'm down for that. Certainly, we've got got at least a minute or two uh, uh, that we could... Well, no, he doesn't say that. That's an absurd thing for him to say. Uh, (laughs) So I will then, as the DM, just say, yeah, you can make some preparations. Preparing a... Well, it depends on how you do it. These tunnels are going to be harder to collapse than the cobalt ones because uh, they are a little sturdier. They've been there a lot longer. Uh, but, you know, depending on what you do, it's it's definitely not impossible. So let's do uh, some... Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Kit. Um, how big are each of the tunnels? <laughs> She's calculating no, like the... flaming sphere. <laughs> no, I'm calculating a different thing. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so I would say that... The openings for each tunnel, they're pretty big. Uh, They're probably like 15 foot tall openings uh, and probably about the same distance wide. So 15 feet by 15 foot square openings. The tunnels themselves narrow out after about 30 feet a little bit. So they're probably 10 foot tunnels after about 15 feet. Does that make sense? Yes. Are the openings right next to each other or how, how much space is in between? Yeah, so there's probably at least... There's about 50 feet between each uh, between each of the northern tunnels and each of the southern tunnels. Um, because the, the central crossroads is an oval, the two tunnels, like the left, north, and south tunnels, are a little bit closer than that together, and the right, north, and south are a little bit closer. But yeah, does that make sense? I don't know if I'm describing this well. I think so. I think that okay. it answers my question in any case. Okay. I think... Uh, it might also be beneficial to us to have a real quick conversation um, on what we each think would be best for how we are going to deal with people coming out of these tunnels. We did that off air with uh, Necroman, and I think that that was one of our mm-hmm. most effective fights was because we all had kind of discussed, like, I'm going to use this, I'm going to use this, whatever, this is our main plan. I think that might be helpful. Okay, okay. So if I can facilitate then this planning discussion just a little bit, let's mm-hmm. start here. Let's start with what preparations do you want to make in terms of security in regarding the tunnels or anything that you're going to put in the tunnels or prepare on the tunnels? Bear traps! Bear traps! Bear traps. We apparently I mean, have like eight of them, right? We have learned. Oh. No, we have like well, two, right? I definitely right? have one. Yeah. I have one. <laughs> That's right. You all are just <laughs> carrying around these symbols of Flick's horror. <laughs> yes. I don't even really remember where you got those, but okay. I think they've had them the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've had them the whole That's time. It's part of our well, kit. Absolutely wild. <laughs> <laughs> so Absolutely maybe if we wild. can do, like, take a couple of the soldiers or something, if we've got, like, a couple minutes, two of them we put bear traps in, and the soldiers know where they are, and we put something maybe over the top of it to maybe hide it a little bit, so they can kind of right. skirt around it if they need to. And then one of them, maybe we dig a little hole 
little hole trap. Little Maybe pit trap. Do, Dig a little pit, pit trap. trap. Okay. Do we okay. have any? So sharp I will say sticks? digging a pit trap of any depth is going to take some time, unless you all are able to do, you know, have something. There's five of you, so it's possible. Can I use mage um, hand to but, do it? Well, mage hand can lift. What is it? Five pounds. So probably not. Well, but it can do. Well, she could have it like, going. Yeah, it can be going. It can do very. It, it's stuff. got. It's it's the kid. It's your child that's there with its plastic toy shovel that's helping you to dig the hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, it can definitely help you. Um, okay, so we're going to set up bear traps in two of the tunnels and dig a pit trap at the entrance of the third. Is that what I'm hearing? Sure. Yeah, let's Sounds say that. Okay, thoughts? Other th- Any thoughts about that? Kit, do you have something? You, you look thoughtful. I have a spell that I can cast to block off one of the entryways. Oh. Fully or temporarily? Temporarily. Okay, um, that's great, because then you can open it up if uh, somebody needs to get through. Yeah, it, variations on a theme. I could cast either Wall of Water or Wall of Fire and close off um, one of those entryways. Nice. Um, the only question is whether we wait for our soldiers to come through and just cast it at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Mm, right, right, right. Interesting. Okay. I also, I don't, I'm looking through my spells and just thinking out loud here. I've got darkness. If that's something that we want to play with in one of the tunnels. Remember also, that none of you can see through magical darkness. Yeah, but he can put it into a tunnel. But I can. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In, I'm just making sure that we remember that. Block it off. So that we don't. Um, yeah, so that absolutely. they can. And yeah. Totally. Like, where the I can also turn one of you invisible, um, or one of us invisible, if that helps. Um, like, if we need you to, if we, if one of us needs to go into a tunnel to either get people out or whatever, that's an option. I also just have a lot of. I mean, you know, when push comes to shove, I'm going to be one of the main soldiers, either firing arrows or casting magic or whatever has to happen. I have two questions. Does Tolanus? Uh, mm-hmm. What what type of he's a ranger? Is that what you said before? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, do we know probably from Flick what these demons are, devils are that we're going to be fighting? Devils. Devils. What the type? Like, <laughs> should we use water because fire? Whatever. Uh, was, almost certainly. Flick, make me uh, make me either a nature. I'll take basically any intelligence check, nature, history, arcana, whatever. You, if you're proficient in any of them, and you can make it with advantage. What were my options? Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'll take religion. Uh, sorry, not religion. Uh, well, actually, I guess I could take religion, history, arcana, nature. Mm, they're all the nature, same. Um, okay. That's a 16. Okay, that was with advantage. Oh, ha ha ha, 17. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, fire better. is probably not your best bet for any of these demons. Um, you, you would also know that by this time, I'm resistant to both fire and cold. Right. And yeah. that's what I was going to say is if... You really hope that Semyaza doesn't just send a bunch of ice devils down, because if she does, y'all are kind of screwed, because they're the powerful. Um, if you see ice devils, obviously cold is not going to be a great choice either. Uh, but otherwise, if if she sends lesser devils through, uh, even just to start, uh, you probably want to also stay away from poison. But other than that, it just depends on the type, what you're going to have to deal with. Uh, but definitely fire is almost certainly not going to stop any of them. Okay. I And but- I would say just like as me as a player flick, probably radiant, any sort of radiant damage or anything like that is always a safe bet with devils. Yeah, it may not be super effective, but it's almost certainly not going to be less effective. So Bizdera just stands Magical at the weapon. front of one of them with her consumption <laughs> no, there on. there you go. Just turns on her consumption and stands at a tunnel entrance. <laughs> you Honestly, devil stay cool. away. <laughs> 
finger wagging. I mean, I've got extra. I've got the radiant sunbolts as well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, great. So I've got lots um, of radiant. Now, Kit, what you look like you are thinking so hard. What's going on? No, I'm just trying to see if I have any other like area of attack spells that would be more interesting in this case. Um, and I think as Flick was telling us, I remembered that the time that I used Flaming Sphere on the Ice Devil, it did not work. So Wasn't great, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked about setting the bear traps. Uh, we talked about digging the pit. Uh, you all have talked about some of the things that you're individually going to do. Let's ask this question. Uh, let's start with if you see soldiers fleeing from any of the three northern tunnels, what will your response be in, in the moment, uh, you hope? And what's your plan for the response in the moment? Well, we're going to try to let them through. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, and if you... Well, I was going to say absolutely let them through and filter them on back. But I guess our question now is do we proceed down that tunnel and try and fight and cut off whatever it is before it gets to the crossroads, or do we stay here and fight from the crossroads? My instinct is to try to keep everything at the front of the crossroads. So, okay. and I, I don't, I mean, we probably will end up doing it, but I, I don't think we should go down any of the tunnels unless absolutely necessary. Um, can he tell us okay, how great. many soldiers are in each tunnel so we can know, like, we can count and be like, okay, seven guys came through, there's nobody else that's in this tunnel. Yeah, each outpost should have four soldiers okay. at it, holding the, holding the walls there. Decent, the alright. Um, now that is, of course, assuming that they all survive right. the right. onslaught I was about on to say, end, yeah. but yes. I feel like I'm feeling the opposite of that. Like, I want to go and help them on the front lines. That He already kind of said, like, this is, like, their job. It's they yeah. us doing that would be it's it's always that that thought experiment of like how many people you save blah 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 like we we yeah. would be in us moving down one of them everybody behind us all the civilians coming from the behind us are then in danger if a devil gets past us demon devil right. de- devil 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 devil, devil. <laughs> devil. Um, yeah I mean he's Talanis himself just because he doesn't have any sort of real personal connection to any of you all is not going to stop one of you from choosing to go down a tunnel and do whatever you want. Uh, but he's going to, but he, you know, he will want, I would say probably at least three of you in the crossroads at any given time, uh, right. including himself. So two of you at any given time, plus him. I think, at least. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like flick would know that Bizdira, that's kind of your instinct, especially if you express right. it. I mean, obviously I personally don't have, an issue with you doing that I would say like I'm giving you a time limit right you know uh, uh, in mechanics wise like a couple rounds of combat if you haven't returned like I'm gonna send like a thaumaturgy signal or something to like tell you to come back or you know like anything like that I don't know if that's a system that we want to work out now we're also I mean in doing that we're also risking though like, if we want to try to close one of the tunnels, we're very clearly not going to do that with Bizdira out there. And so if she's out there and she can't get back in time, then we're, we're just in trouble. We can't help yeah. her. We can't heal her. We can't do any of that stuff if, she, if we don't have her in our sight. Yeah, I was about to say, we have to be able to see you. So I, I get I get the instinct, but I that's just, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I already I just, followed I... you into the poison fog. <laughs> 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 to be that. fair, I didn't willingly go into the fog. That's true. <laughs> it came true. over me. Yeah, I mean, my my instinct is to go front lines, but I'll refrain if need be. Stick on, I mean, think of this as like the front lines for like, I don't know, this half of the tunnel. I don't know. The, <laughs> I don't know. No, Secondary I, think of lines. it as we're the final defense for everyone behind us. Right. 
Okay. Other things that you all want to sort of walk through, you've got a couple of minutes. Um, I will also say that, like, while you're discussing this, you're setting bear traps, yeah. you're starting that pit trap. That's fine. Like, you can do, you can talk and, and prepare. Um, anything else that you all want to go over? Let me have everybody make strength athletics checks, if you would. I, the, any, everyone that's participating in the digging of the pit trap, they just sort of want to see how that goes. <laughs> Flick made a face. What'd you get? A 17. Not bad. Bizdira, how about you? I crit fail. I fall okay. into the small hole. You do. You keep missing where it is, and you keep falling into it. Uh, fortunately, it doesn't get. it's not yet deep enough for you to have trouble getting out. Bria? 15. Okay, Kit? Five. Okay. Uh, oh, I guess I should roll. There, there, he does have a whole last character sheet. So let me roll for Talanis, because he'll help you all with that as well and see how... Can See Bria's muscles grow just like a tiny bit on her arms? A tiny, tiny bit. Yeah, you're swollen now. It's like toned. Uh, he got a 10. So <laughs> so this whole is um, not going well. I mean, it's going okay. It's probably... Here's what it'll do is it's probably not going to do damage to anyone. Uh, but what I will say is that anyone who crosses over it will have to make a dexterity saving throw or fall prone. How's that? Yeah. Great. That's kind of what we were going for Great. anyways, I think. And that has the bear trap in it, or no? There's no bit. No, I think the bear trap. trap is in the other two. Gotcha. So which, will you just tell, will you all tell me which tunnel, north, left, straight north, or north, right, the, the pit is in? Probably straight north, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so straight north. So somebody write that down, because I'm going to forget when we get into this. And so, great. I think multiples of you have it. Uh, great. Okay, so you're digging, you're doing that, you're doing all of the things, and it's very exciting, and it is moving along. And uh, Talanis has just shoveled up uh, a scoop of ground, and he straightens up. Uh, sort of, and and looks around, and you see him. You watch him put a hand on his on the longboat, the very fancy and beautiful looking longboat on his back, and he closes his eyes, and it looks like he's listening to something while he touches his longboat like that, and he his eyes fly open, and he says, "It's time, roll initiative, and we'll get your results next week because that is where we're gonna leave it for this week." I'm so excited. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out how the evacuation goes as the devils begin to infiltrate and as the civilians begin to exfiltrate. Okay. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Speaking of reviews, we have another one what? this week. Yay. Yeah, this one is from Distracted Naturalist, which I love. Uh, the title of the review is <laughs> Cat Girl. I don't know why, yes. it just is, and I love it. <laughs> Uh, and the review says, I love, and then the emoji with the hearts as eyes, this podcast. It is amazing. I would recommend this to everybody who loves D&D. Well, we are so glad that you enjoy it. We enjoy it too. And everyone else should come listening to the podcast because we've all got time. Uh, so thank you so much, Distracted Naturalist, uh, for that review. You all should leave reviews too so that we can have these fun little moments and read them at the end of all of our episodes. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons will be attending when things are back to normal, <laughs> we hope, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D. You can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bazira, Kit, Bria, and Blake. 
happy gaming, y'all. And whether they do or not, will they be allowed to stay? <laughs> it's nice when we already have the blooper.